binoculars or what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hey, welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I'm Alex. Uh, man, this is our last one before October. It is indeed. And we got some crazy special shit planned for October. Do we? Yeah. Want to give us the, the quick uh, the quick rundown, the preview? No. Okay, I guess you'll just have to be there to see it. I will uh, say the, that is what they call suspense in the industry. <laughs> the, I will say that the last one for October is our 26th episode, which means we've been doing this for six months. It's a long time. Eh, it's, it's an adequate amount of time. It's a very long time. Today we're going to do another uh, tipsy tree teller tale. Excellent, I'm excited for this one. Uh, this one Alan knows a bunch about. Oh. It is the fur-bearing trout. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know anything about this one, but I, I know you made one of these. Oh, yeah. produced one. So I'll read this small thing I wrote down, and then Alan can tell us whatever he wants. <laughs> also known as the as beaver trout, the fur-bearing trout possesses a thick coat of fur that help to keep them warm in the cold northern waters where they live. They were first encountered by Europeans when Scottish settlers emigrated to Canada, arriving during the 17th century. One settler wrote home remarking about the abundance of furried animals and fish in the new land. When asked to provide more about the furried fish, he sent home a specimen. But he clearly meant, like, furried animals and fish, not, like, furried animals and fish. Presumably. Mounted fur-bearing trout can be found... Uh, walls throughout the uh, Great Lakes region of North America. Theory is that it's a fish with fucking medical words. Saprolegnia, a water mold also called cotton mold that looks like hair. Interesting. Yeah. What you got? No, I mean, that that's my, my favorite is that it's just this horrible, horrible, like, deadly mold. Deadly to, to the fish. But yeah, no, no, my favorite one is, uh, I don't remember exactly when this whole tale is, but yeah, like a hair tonic plant had leaked and polluted into the river and then... <laughs> You know, just infected these things, and they just became like Nardwar's back. Oh my gosh. Which is... Ooh. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing is that, you know, these this did happen for real with uh, the Yeti crab in, I believe, Antarctica's seas. So Where it got, like, they like they developed mold or, like, Well, there are, the like, hair. these hairy-looking little crabs. Interesting. Yeah, it's the only Yeti I mess around with. <laughs> Truly remarkable. Yeah. Life hack... Just get a bunch of fur on a, you know, Big Mouth Billy Trout. No, it's Travis the Trout. Yeah, and Big Mouth Billy Bass. Yeah, because that wouldn't be a fur-bearing. That would just be a fur-bearing bass. That's pretty pretty common, I and guess. Never, then, right? never go bass to mouth. <laughs> you know, I, I could totally, yeah. So, so my fur-bearing trout is, is a musical instrument. doubles as one, but I could be, you know, a ZZ Top cover band with my fur-bearing trout. That's my new deal. Do you I ever just, do any circuit bending with the uh, Oh, yeah. With the fur- yeah, you should. That's how it's pitch controlled. I just found a fun fact out about the fur-bearing trout. Really? Yeah. What's that? Fur-bearing trout is a Star Wars animal. Really? Yeah. There's not a lot on the Wikipedia about it. Oh, boy. But it's, it's from the planet uh, Paul King the Four- <laughs> Paul King 14, and its appearances is in Lando Calrissian and the Mind Harp of Sharu. Oh, God. But it's, okay. it's a straight-up animal in Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know what it was with those books about, like, throwing... Uh classic americana at lando yeah being a being a fan of things like hot chocolate and uh you know obviously black exploitation films that's it that's all i had on the fur brain trout i think that's all i want to <laughs> want to give to have 
Just yeah, leave them ZZ more. Trout. That's my new band. <laughs> ZZ. Whatever Trout. happened to uh, Blurry? Uh... Oh, yeah, Blurry Mange. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's still coming. <laughs> and, and as the plug will show, I've got a whole new concept album already. Is Blurry? Is that is that the name? You're like a tribute to 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 Hendrix. Is it Blurry Mange <laughs> in your brain, or is that? I don't well, know. it sounds like you you just became part of the band now. Oh god. <laughs> I've said too much. Yes. <laughs> Alright, today we have another kind of weird animal that there wasn't as, there wasn't a lot on, but there was a little bit more than there was on the Aeropar. We got a Florano over here. Our featured creature for today is the vegetable lamb of Tartare. Tartari? Whatever. Basically Russia now. It's also called the Baromets, the Boromets, the Boromets, or the Scythian lamb. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, its habitat is the forests of Central Asia. That's description. A long, thick stem with a living lamb on top. Judging by the art, because I couldn't find any, um, no fucking sizes anywhere. So judging by the <laughs> art. So it was like a tomato-sized lamb or like a like lamb-sized plant. Yeah. Uh, judging by the art, I'd say it's a, the, the whole plant from like ground to top of sheep is a... Uh, about four feet tall. Okay, so about lamb size. Well, lambs aren't four feet tall, dude. Well, I mean, really? Yeah, I guess you're right. That'd be a big lamb. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. What the fuck? It's a huge lamb. I just, I guess, <laughs> I thought lambs were huge. So, uh, the, I'm just now in a nightmare world where <laughs> four foot lambs. That's your nightmare? That's where, no, no, where every animal is scaled, like a lamb scaled to four foot and everything else is scaled to be the same. You uh, measure everything difference. in lambs. So you have like, you know. A, no, a, like the lamb is scaled by four foot. Let's, it's not accurate. But let's say 50%. It's scaled up by 50%. Okay. Uh, that means let's scale up the elephant by 50%. Let's scale up. Well, that's not that weird. And then we're not but, scaled see, up. But like horses being like twice as big, that'd be weird. Well, it'd be half as big. But, I mean... Horses are just weird. Drop the set. But we're not scaled up. Everything else is. That's the nightmare oh, yeah. that I'm living yeah, yeah. in. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, most of those existed at one point, though. I mean... Yeah. Slots were scaled up like five percent. Imagine the harpy eagles that mostly preyed on those bad boys. Yeah, thunderbirds. <laughs> Say the rock. Yeah, that guy that's two miles long. <laughs> but the rock Why? is scaled up. Dwayne. Yes. Dwayne Johnson is scaled up. He's like, hey guys, what's going on? Hey rock. Ah, oh, that boy's such a baby. Next to Barkley and Shaq. <laughs> He's huge. Imagine if if the two mile thunderbird fought the atmospheric beast i mean how do well, we know it's not not also an atmospheric beast? no not always fighting them by flying through clouds interesting well also there's just no atmospheric beasts that's <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, clearly two, a clearly a two hoax. mile wide a two mile wingspan two-headed lightning breathing <laughs> bird yes yeah cloud no no come on <laughs> who's ever seen clouds so the vegetable lamb uh uh it's if separated, both plant and lamb die. <laughs> okay. Uh, the umbilical cord-like stem can bend so the lamb can eat the nearby plants. Oh, that's ooky. Uh, once the plants are eaten, the lamb dies. When it has, like, no more food around it, it just, it's like, I'm done. It's just, hey, I, I'm starving, bye. <laughs> bah. Uh, the lamb, can, the lamb can be eaten. I'm glad I have your permission. It said its blood tastes like honey. Ooh. Well, maybe... 
No. Like Ooh. like a regular sheep, its wool can be used for clothes. The only carnivore like regular plants. <laughs> this cotton can is going to say huh, like regular. <laughs> the only carnivores that show interest in it besides humans are wolves. Okay, that makes sense. So it's only natural predators are us and wolves. All right. I don't know why anything wouldn't be like that looks so easy to take down. Well, cuz obviously a plant, <laughs> a plant that bleats. It's some kind of a, a like a sea anemone. At least it's not a sea cucumber lamb where it just vomits up all of its organs to digest you. Oh, that'd be so gross. Just like, here's my inside out stomach on you. Bleh. Bleh. Leedle, leedle, leedle. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, though, like, I can't wait till we clone one of these things. Just like a bioengineer, you know? I mean, Dolly the stock. Exactly. They did did make that, do that stuff with the spiders and the sheep to, or the goats to sightings. And stories. Yeah, let's take it all the way back to 450-something A.D. Is that your guess for how early it starts? Yeah. What about you? Uh, Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard of this thing before. Mid-5th century. Oh, wow. See, good B.C. Into the void of time. Kind of. Herodotus wrote of the tree wool that is better than regular wool. Yep, yeah, Mr. Facts himself, Herodotus here. (laughs) And then after that, it goes to the 14th century AD. Wow. So So Herodotus is like, yeah, I don't know, like, somebody said something about this. I I interviewed somebody who talked to that first guy. The book, The Travels of Sir John Mandeville, brought the veggie lambs... (laughs) Legend to Europe. The complicated. It tells of a gourd that once ripe opens to reveal a lamb. I like this one. That seems cool. It's a big old pumpkin that once it's ripe just cracks open like, hey, got a sheep. Interesting. Uh, Mid-16th century. Yeah. Sigismund, Baron von Herberstein, uh, was told by many trusted friends that the the lamb totally existed, so he believed it. Alright, so I was gonna say, like, dude, it's totally real. He was also told that its meat is like crab meat. Where, like, the the lamb itself is all, like, it's like a liquidy meat inside until you boil it. Yeah, that's exoskeletal lamb. So, like, the lamb is just like a balloon. It will, exactly, because it's got, you know, no external thorax. That lamb doesn't ever move. Like, the stem moves. That's like veal, dude. Well, I mean, if it's, like, fluid, it's, like, worse than veal? I mean, like, yeah, but if it isn't, like, crab meat, then, like, it's... Ooh. (laughs) Also, a bunch of the art makes it look like a goddamn wolf. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, again, like, I don't don't think, you know, Sir Manville is really believable in anything. (laughs) Etchings, stories... I still like being a good person. Sigismund Baron von Herberstein. <laughs> Not good Baron enough to von join Herberstein. the ranks of uh, Tony Doc Shields or that farmer whose last name is Dragonov. Or what was the, the sheriff that we saw? Oh, Tasselman. Yeah. Tassel, if you oh, Was that his last name? Oh, was I don't the, know. Because he was tasseled. That wasn't his name, but... Uh, oh, yeah. So if you want to even know... What, no, no, they don't... No, no, if you want to know what this is about... It's also on our Instagram. Uh, no, no, no. You got to subscribe. Check our Instagram slash Twitter slash Patreon account. We got these account. Patreon exclusives where you hear us talk about Tasselman and cryptid snuff films and oh, yeah. weird... Ways to cover up, like, migrant death with the chupacabra. I, that's my new favorite conspiracy theory right there. 
Sergeant Ken Cooper is his name. Oh man, I remember it being so like an, like a really exciting name. No, he's, he's just, just exciting to dress. Well, it's really exciting when like, you, I'm sure when he you made become that. a Patreon supporter and hear us talk about it. Oh yeah, we talked. We're on Lost Tapes, man. Lost Tapes is a great show. Blurry Mange out. made its appearance there. Check us out. <laughs> More dog irony. <laughs> uh, but alterated back, dog irony because I won't shut up about dog irony. Okay, so Shepton, yeah, put that in my heart forever. Uh, there's a th- there's a couple theories. There's well, there there was a there was like a nine like a ninety page like pseudo empirical document written by I think a uh, Sir Richard Sloan, and he became the head of the Royal Science. If we're gonna, I don't want to skip him. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't him. have him written down, so he got him. Then that was important to really put him in. Yeah, he he wrote like a ninety page treatise on this, and he had a huge collection of um, you know, he was a kind of curiosity dude. So he donate. He has one of the the ones that were sculpted, I believe, to awesome. look like a lamb. <laughs> wow, cool. So, so Royal Society can't be trusted. Who would have thought? Right after Isaac Newton, he he was the president. Right after him. <laughs> so it wasn't before. The first theory is kind of my favorite. It's all the people who are talking about this thing. Cotton wasn't a plant native to their their like area. Okay. So they just didn't know what cotton was, and they just heard people talk about cotton like it's like a fucking sheep plant, dude. You don't. So the theory that. is, it's just cotton. <laughs> all right, I could see that. Not sheep cotton bush. Because like cotton is way nicer than wool. I mean, they both have their advantages, but uh, but okay. One makes you not want to scratch your body to death. Yeah, but one is fireproof. <laughs> Wool is fireproof? Yeah. We're going to test this. We're going to get a couple sheep. I'm <laughs> just going to try to set them on fire. I've, I've played mine. We're going to shear them much. first. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, my whole thing is you like, monster. of course it's an edible sheep. I mean, what if somebody just, like, stumbles upon one of these things caught in, like, a thorn bush, and is like, I done found right, a and, sheep plant, and, and they like, kill it and eat it, like, go figure it was edible. Right, and they're like, oh, man, mmm, it sure tastes sweet like honey. The chef's somebody like... Somebody overheard it, it's honey. No, man, saying. the chef is like, have they never eaten fucking seasoned food before? <laughs> I have this idea. Well, apparently, no. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I don't think Mansville's had... There are a lot of. I mean, we said it. The the first one. Just keep railing on Mandel. Okay, look, he he forged like everything. See, I'm not. I, I, you Which I, on, I admire. You're stuck I, on him, and I'm stuck on Sigismund <laughs> Baron von Herberstein. There would be no story if it wasn't for him. I mean, those medieval travelers. Yeah, but yeah, but to, to be in any time and just have your mind blown by everything in the world, it would be then. I mean, when you hear these stories about, uh, you know, Marco Polo, where they're just like, dude, you got to recant. Like, you can't lie about this stuff. It's like, it's like a nut, but it's as big as your head. It's like, no, (laughs) impossible. It's just like, hey, like, I didn't tell you, like, most of what I saw, because I just knew you wouldn't even believe me anyway. But these are, like, I think Mandeville's the guy that that had said that uh, the Ibis invented the enema. Because they did it, they they did it to hippos in the wild. That makes sense. <laughs> and like they have a hole in their beak for it. In fact, that's how they reproduce. Like these guys just didn't know what they were. T- and, like and they weren't even talking about the right bird. That's why we just have to go back. Like they had just heard just about make things the up. Yeah. All right. So there's also a theory about why the wool is so nice and soft and the best wool ever. Really. Uh, the theory is it's wool from C-section to baby lambs. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah, 
I didn't really want to look more into that. Because how would that even, like... I mean, they're born with wool, I guess. And that explains the whole, like, cutting open a pumpkin and finding a lamb in it. It's like, oh, I thought this this pregnant sheep was a pumpkin and I sliced it. Well, but see, they couldn't have, though, because pumpkins come from the New World. They wouldn't even have had them. Well, they have other gourds. Yeah, but not pumpkins. I know, but we're using pumpkin as a catch-all for gourd. Come on. I guess that's true. Stay with us, well, Okay, like, things like spaghetti squash and acorn, like, most squash, most gourds come from the New World. Yeah, whatever. So, like, reading stories about, like, just the food that came from the New World, and, like, check out all this cool stuff, things like potatoes, where they're just, like, going nuts over how amazing this food is. Like, I feel like if they had, I'm not saying there aren't Old World gourds, but I feel like they probably weren't that commonplace if people were going nuts over pumpkins. I mean, pumpkin's pretty good. People it, still go nuts over fake pumpkin. I mean, pumpkin is... Uh, it's the season for it now. Most gourds. It is almost pumpkin season. Most gourds are actually very useful and uh, efficient plants. It's the so, season I mean, of basic white the girls. of the season. <laughs> I am less for pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> so I found a fun poem. There's a bunch of poems, and two, like the ones I found were boring, except for this one. When you say poem, do you mean like Dr. Seuss or like Beowulf? And not Beowulf, but not Dr. <laughs> Seuss. Somewhere in between. Yeah, on a scale from Dr. Seuss to Beowulf. That's <laughs> quite a... It's, it's go like... One to ten thousand. Uh, I don't have the name of it or who wrote it, because the internet is garbage sometimes. Public domain now. For in his path he sees a monstrous birth. The Boromes arises from the earth. Upon a stalk is fixed a living brute. Rooted plant and bears quadruped fruit. <laughs> Dude, this is like one of the most metal things I've ever heard. <laughs> it is an animal that sleeps by day and wakes by night, though rooted it in the ground, to feed on grass within its reach around. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's going to be the, my new my new black metal band, Barumaz. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's taken, just switch the A and the O, because... <laughs> I was going to say Boromaz, right? Oh, make it Barra Mass. Oh, man. The Visual K band, Barra Mass. <laughs> How can music be visual? And there are two pop culture things. Really? Okay. I'm curious about these. Because like I said, I've, I've literally never heard of this thing <clears> until <throat> 20 uh, They can be planted ago. in Odin Sphere. Okay. The PS2 game that was yes. remade for the PS4. Yep. The, you can collect items from them and stuff after you plant them. And... In Monster Musume, the characters Kot and Tun are Baromez. Really? Baromets? Whatever. Yeah. I see. That's it for the pop culture and everything I have on the veggie lamb. Wow. I, lo- I-, I like the veggie lamb because it's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and like really easily explained. Um, <laughs> veggie lamb not real, right? Well, I mean, I'm all for an edible lamb that's just, like, wandering around and just, like, poorly identified. Like, I think there's an actual, like, just like most chupacabra settings, like, there's obviously an actual thing that people are seeing. Yeah, cotton. That's not far from reality. It's cotton. It's just not, Because you know, they overheard people talk about, it's like the fucking sea monk where, like, some people saw it and then no scientist saw it but still spread all of the words right. around. Like, yeah, I never saw it, but this is what, like, fairly trusted sources said. Little did they know, on the other side of the world, as if to one-up the vegetable lamb, it was the vegetable alpaca. <laughs> it's just a better wool-bearing plant monster. <laughs> and then it got some uh, cardinals to <laughs> release it from the king of Poland. Yeah, and- uh, 
I need you to let For me know. For more information on that joke, go listen to the Sea Monk episode if you haven't. Yeah, it's clearly not real. Yeah. I think you can really sculpt a rhizome to look like that. <laughs> and then write a 90-page treatise on it. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's the nature of journalism anyway, though, like, right? You don't have to actually, like, uh, take any real responsibility for saying it. You're just like, this is what, like, a bunch of people are saying. Here you go. You don't have to cite your sources. Well, I mean, well, you could cite them, but it's just like, you know, there you go. It's that whole weird exoticism. Because if I remember, he got it from China. And, it, yeah, he probably paid, like, way too much for it. And I was like, well, <laughs> this has to have been real. Like, I didn't get duped. Right? Like, <laughs> the, the, he's already, he's committed. So you can't, you know, you can't, you can't go back on it. Yeah, you got, you got to really. Because then, you know, what's worse than than secretly being a fraud, publicly looking stupid? I guess. Plugs. Uh, okay, I actually remembered uh, right before we started to look things up. Yep. I found two, not a third. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens when I come to that one. Uh, you can do them both because we got some special stuff planned for October. You, oh, we won't well, okay, need to. Then. Good. Well, no, I'll shoot. I'll just use the one then, because the other one I was going to have to just, like, totally off the top of my head. Oh, man. You can use both. Uh, I wouldn't like to. (laughs) It'll make this episode a little bit longer. Uh, well, the first thing I for sure want to plug is, uh, the, uh, apparently, uh, re-release, or, like, an HD re-release of, uh, Resonance of Fate, uh, or End of Eternity, as it's called, I think, in Europe and Japan, uh, is supposed to come out next month, or in October. Um, so actually probably this month, I don't know when this is getting released. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's a great game. And actually, um, this makes a lot of sense because I started playing through it again and, uh, there are just yetis and Bigfoot in that game. I mean, there are a lot of like, uh, some of the random enemies David. we should, I know, I know David said he wants to try it because it's a very unique and interesting game RPG where you run in straight lines and do John Wee backflips and shoot things. (laughs) It is as nuts as it sounds. Uh, Alan, you got anything? Because uh, I got some stuff you need to think. Yeah, my, mine's kind of kind of a roundabout. Going to plug a new high-concept album, Parable of Arable Lamb, based off of Red Crayola's Parable of Arable Lamb. No, really, just, just that album's all I'm going to plug, because that's actually one of the best <laughs> ever made. All right. 1967, Mayo Thompson and Rocky Erickson noodling on Oregon for, like, a lot of that first song. All right, but I don't know. Uh, I am going to plug Space Squad versus Q Ranger. Uh, It's the second Space Squad movie, which is uh, Space Sheriff Gavin and a bunch of other metal heroes that are themed in space teaming up with random Sentai teams. The first movie was about Decca Ranger, which was SPD in America. Uh, Q Ranger hasn't had a Power Ranger uh, counterpart yet. But this movie was fantastic. It's on YouTube, uh, just without subtitles. And it's worth it to watch for, they have a scene that is, it starts off exactly the same as the Captain America Civil War airport fight, where there's just the two teams in this, like, kind of looks like, they're in like a loading dock in this one instead of an airport, but <laughs> it's the half of Q-Ranger fighting another half of Q-Ranger. Interesting. And it's, they re-resurrect some old Sentai villains that, it's just a real good movie. And while I'm at it, I'll plug uh, Kamen Rider Zio just started. And by the time this episode comes out, there'll be four or five episodes. It's the 20th anniversary, not 20th show anniversary, not year anniversary for the Heisei Riders, which is everything from 2000 and onward. And it should be the last Heisei one because the Emperor is retiring. I think that's it for my plugs. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. We, we like getting 
tweets from fans. Fan interaction is what we crave. We're coming up with, in October, I'm going to be posting some uh, questions about favorite kinds of monster movies, so be sure to hit us up on that. It'll be a fun conversation. Uh, Instagram, will put I post bad art of monsters that we do, and well, some other stuff, like cute animal pictures. I'm also going to call out, you know, this seems the atmospheric beef is over, and I just want to say I won and thank you. <laughs> Challenge me. You're fanning the flames. I know. <laughs> Unlike atmospheric beasts, which are, aren't real and can't fan anything. <laughs> I'm here. This is the, the warm, warm mist of animosity. <laughs> the the moldy smelling wet blanket of <laughs> challenge has been thrown. Uh, Our Instagram is also just featured creatures. Our Facebook page is the same. We have a Twitch channel that I think we're switching to Tuesdays because of people's work schedules. I think so. Yeah, that'll be fun. As mentioned earlier, we have a Patreon, and uh, you should check that out because we release bonus episodes and just all of the polls and news. (laughs) That featured Creatures Afternoon. And all sorts of crazy content. That you won't get here, unhinged. Also, uh, one of the Patreon goals is access to our Discord, uh, Discord server, which is pretty weird. I also recently reorganized the whole thing for better channels and stuff. It's going to get crazy. Get in on the ground floor. <laughs> We're going straight to the top. Alright, well, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. You gotta do the September. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode for September. <laughs>